0: You might have been disappointed with his season, but there is no way the New Orleans Pelicans are going to trade C.J. McCollum, and it goes beyond his on-court production. It's a Wednesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Wednesday, and we are looking at CJ McCollum in today's show, and why the Pelicans aren't going to trade him, and why you don't actually want him traded, even if you think you might. We'll break it down from a couple of different angles. In today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by eBay Motors. For parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all. No one else comes to you like this. Part of the Lockdown Podcast. Network your team every day talking about the biggest things that you want to hear. Just intelligent Pelicans talk every single day, even in the off season. There's no days off here. You still want to hear about the team? We're talking about the team right here. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. And if you want to support the channel, become an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday. Tomorrow's show, I want to look at Joel Embiid winning his first MVP award and how Zion Williamson could follow a very similar path to Embiid's career. Wouldn't that be great? Friday is going to be what would happen if the Pelicans get the number one overall pick. And the other way to support the channel, comment down below. So let's get into it with C.J. McCollum. He had, and I agree with this, a slightly disappointing season. The numbers look good. The numbers look pretty good. We'll get into more of the numbers and the on-court production in the next segment and what needs to change, what he needs to improve upon there. But one of the main reasons why the Pelicans aren't going to trade him is not, has nothing to do with his on-court production. It has everything to do with his off-court impact and impact in this Pelicans locker room. This is a guy that other players should emulate and try and follow. And the Pelicans need someone like that. And CJ's not perfect at this, in this locker room. As I've said, and if you're an everydayer, this has been a theme every day, pretty much, on the show. And it's going to be a theme the entire offseason. It's going to be a theme next season, too. This Pelicans team needs to have Zion Williamson playing not missing games, playing and on the court. Brandon Ingram, same thing. This Pelicans team needs to have him on the court and playing and missing 29 straight games isn't going to get it done. Simple as that. Nothing else matters. Other things matter. Let's be honest, they matter. You make some trades, there could be some coaching adjustments, all of those things. But this team and their success is going to hinge most on Zion and Brandon Ingram. Simple as that, like full stop. Right, That's the offseason. Get those guys healthy, get them on the court, and find ways to keep them on the court. That's what this Pelican season is going to come down to doing. Guy who can help that is C.J. McCollum. This is a guy that is having surgery on his thumb and could have needed surgery on his shoulder. And he played in 75 games for the Pelicans this past year. Of all of their main guys other than Valanciunas, and we're not calling Valanciunas kind of one of the main, main guys, Right. That is the most. That is the most. And he did it as the second oldest player on this team. He managed to keep his body healthy and in shape and averaged over 20 points per game and shot 39% from three. Those are good numbers. And for him to do that at that age, not like 31 is like ancient, right? Even by NBA standards, it's not. But he's doing something right to have this longevity and to be out there on the court and to avoid some of those, like, kind of just little injuries that other guys pick up that causes them to miss multiple games. The year that he missed a bunch of games, only played 47 in 2020, 2021, had a collapsed lung, right? A little bit different there, but 70 the year before that, 70 the year before that, 81, 80, 80. This is a guy who's played a lot of games and he's clearly doing something right for his body. Teach that, get it through. Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. You go back to that interview with Dime or Slam, I forget which magazine it was, where he talks about how he stretches and that helps keep him in shape and ready to go and keeps him from avoiding some injuries. And you saw Brandon Ingram and CJ McCall, or Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson kind of laugh at him, be like, yeah, that dude stretches. It works. It works. Of those three who missed the fewest games, CJ. He needs to be that guy in the locker room, really setting the tone and building the culture. We talked about, do the Pelicans have a culture? That was a show last week, last week. And I said, they have the inklings of one, the makings of one, but you need someone to be able to enforce that. The heat of a culture, because Udonis Haslam has been there for 20 years, keeping dudes in check. Go look at any interview with him and the way he just is imposing his will on anyone who steps in, rookie, veteran, what have you. And it helps that he's been there for a long time, that he's a trust of the coaching staff, that he's won at a high level, and he plays his role, and he's always ready to go, even if he doesn't play. So now that CJ has been here for a full year, over that now, it's time to kind of establish himself as that person. This is where he, personally, I think, needs to grow. We know he's not the most vocal leader, right? Like He's not going to go getting guys' faces in the locker room and... Be like, you need to get in shape. You need to practice harder. You need to take this seriously and kind of just not bully them isn't the right word, but be that imposing figure. And the Pelicans lack that, I think, in their locker room right now. It's time for CJ maybe to try and be that person because if he can get it through to Zion, if he can get it through to Brandon Ingram, this team has a chance to be really, really special. We know that. They were first in the Western Conference. I think this is the year that it's time for CJ McCollum to step up and be that vocal leader in the locker room. You know, we heard when things weren't going too well for the Pels that they were trying to have like some talks and, you know, he even said after a game or before a game, you know, we kind of hashed out all of this stuff. We figured it all out. We had some talks and accountability and all that. And then they went and lost like two more games right after that. Clearly that type of conversation didn't Work. Maybe there needs to be some yelling, some screaming, and those sorts of things to get people to really see what it is. He's a leader. He's a leader. A non-vocal leader, but is that going to get through to Zion Williamson? I'm not sure. But anything that you can do to get through to these players to get them to take this more seriously, and Zion will this offseason. I don't doubt that he's going to come into training camp preseason in like the best shape of his life again, like he did last year. He did it. It's everything after that that you're really concerned about. So what can CJ do to help with that? And what can CJ do to help prevent an injury like that from happening? Is it stretching? Is it other things during the season? That's going to be CJ's job. That's why you can't trade him. This is the one guy I think in this locker room that can do that and have that kind of impact on those other players that need to. And that's, I think, a big reason why you won't see the Pelicans trade CJ McCollum. There's some other reasons too. There's more scoring potential. There's a better season in store for him if used correctly. What does that look like? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Better Health. Look, life doesn't come with a playbook. And when you struggle and when you're just having a tough time, it can be really important just to talk it out, to try and figure out solutions and get things to be where you want them to be or to learn how to change them or give you the tools just to find more balance in your life so that you can keep helping others, being your best self and not be left behind. And I've actually personally used Better help when life gets tough and you just need to talk to someone and see if you can get a different perspective on that sort of thing. And I love it because it's just entirely online. I don't have time in the middle of the day to go to a doctor's office, to go sit, wait, go through all that process. I can do this virtually through my computer, through my laptop, through my phone. It just makes life easier. And being able to get the help you need kind of just like that, I think is unbelievably important. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And you just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. If you don't like them, you can switch for no additional charge. So for more balanced Get better help. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P.com slash to get started. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, talking everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, breaking it all down. It's been a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for the draft, the lottery. Tomorrow's show, can Zion Williamson win MVP? Can his career follow Joel Embiid's? Because there are some similarities for my everyday ears. We're going to break it all down. And then Friday's show, it's Jazz Fest Friday. Doesn't matter. we got a show for you. What happens if the Pelicans get the number one overall pick? Now for your second listen. Locked on Saints, breaking down everything black and gold from the NFL Draft Undrafted guys too. Who's going to make the roster? Who won't? All of that. Ross Jackson breaking it down over at the Locked On Saints podcast. Become an everydayer there too, and make sure they're your second listen. Today we're talking about CJ McCollum. They're not trading him. It's not going to happen. I know a lot of people were very disappointed with his season, and to be fair, though the numbers look good: twenty-one points per game, thirty-nine percent from three on over seven attempts per game, four. Where were his assist numbers? Five point seven assists. Those are great. Like those are good numbers, man. There's a period leading up to the All-Star break when he was playing better than a guy like Clay Thompson and some other big names that you wouldn't really expect him to be above. That's how well at times he played. You hear the asterisks I said just there, basically in that I said at times because his season was up and down. And I think the up and down is a little bit explainable and understandable. The thumb injury that required surgery that he played through all year long, the shoulder injury too, and basically having to take on a bigger load and a bigger role than was expected. That's going to impact you. Yes. I fully agree with that, but there's still no reason. I think that he should have had, I'm getting the numbers, 26 games where he shot under 40%. That's not good. And you're going to lose most games when that happens 26 of them this year for CJ McCollum and you need him to be better than that it's just going to cost you 30 games under 20 points when Zion's not playing when Brandon Ingram's not playing I don't think that's terrible but not great either some of the games that he had and When you see that, he had 20 games of 15 or fewer points, less points, whichever one it is. And you need more consistency out of him. Again, I think we can look at this right now and say this is a bit of an aberration. This is an outlier. This isn't normally who CJ McCollum is. It's 31, but like it's not that old in the NBA. And for a guy that takes care of his body, that still put up over 21 points per game and did it on 18 shot attempts. So it's not bad efficiency there's not amazing but to give you assists and to give you 39% from 3-2 which is right in line with his career numbers and to do a lot of those unassisted and catch and shoot situations which is something that the Pelicans need too I think that ends up being okay now he was more of a catch and shoot guy than an unassisted guy and off the dribble three-point shooter than he's been in seasons past but that's kind of what you want from him And that gets into what needs to change a little bit for C.J. McCollum and his role going into next year. This is a team that brought him in to be a third option. And this year, he was at times either, you know, plenty of times he's the number one option or at least the number two option. How many games was he truly a third option offensively for the Pelicans? So all of a sudden you have a guy that is taking on a larger role than was initially planned and it doesn't always lead to great things and with the pelicans lacking another pure point guard and cj having to play that role we've seen that that's just really not the role that he should be playing he's better as a two guard as an off ball guard and i get that maybe he wants to play on ball more it's time for that to kind of end and the good news is it, it does end if everybody's healthy If Zion's out there, if Brandon Ingram's out there, alongside C.J. McCollum, everything's good. Everything's good. And this team will be just fine. And if both those guys aren't out there, does it really matter? Does this role really matter? This team can be good enough. They can be 500, maybe a little bit above that with C.J. McCollum leading the way with Trey Murphy and some of these others. And I want to get into Trey Murphy next week. But it comes down to, as I've been saying, there's a theme here. Zion and B.I. And CJ will be just fine, just fine as a catch and shoot guy doing his thing when that's the case. But when you don't have that out there and CJ is forced to play a style of basketball that's just inefficient, one of the things you look at when you look at his shot profile this year and the way defenses are able to just key in on either B.I. or CJ, right? When Zion's not out there, Zion's the key to everything. He took 12, 13% of his shots were from 16 feet to the three-point line. He shot on that 32.7%. That number's atrocious. He shot 56% last year for the Pelicans from that. The year before in Portland, he shot 50.9%, 50. 50.3% 50. the year before. This is easily the lowest since he's played, like, significant minutes in the NBA. And... A lot of that was because there wasn't really just much of an offense design because you take Zion out there and things fell apart and that's kind of on the coaching staff to really try and improve upon and maybe have a contingency offense or something like that or just a more fluid one in general. He got doubled. They gave him no room to drive to the basket and he had to take a long contested mid-range jumper and he shot poorly on him like most players do. This is exceptionally low for him though. Again, aberration. I'm willing to call it that right now versus this being the new normal until we see another season of this. And then we go, okay, we got a problem. He was taking way fewer shots at the rim this year from zero to three feet than he has in the past. And probably because defenses just walled that off with no Zion there. And they weren't really able to get Jonas Valanciunas in there. And it just led to an inefficient shot profile, inefficient shot selection for CJ and He missed those shots. Add those guys in, this fixes it. He can take more threes. He can do other things, and you don't need to worry about this nearly as much. So if the Pelicans slot him into the right role, bring in another point guard to help run the offense, pair it with him in the backcourt, maybe that's just Jose Alvarado, all of these things start to get fixed, and CJ slots into his right role, does that role really well, because he's very capable of doing that, shoots a little bit better from certain areas, we're not going to be complaining about him next season. It's banking on health, but that goes to the first segment of, well, you need this guy to get it through to these other players. But there's another reason why CJ McCollum's not going to be traded by the Pelicans. Not just that I think he fits and the team thinks he fits either. That has to do with his salaries, that good or bad, and the position that the Pelicans are in. Let's get into that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Break down the team here like no one else does. Completely free. There's no paywall. You don't have to pay money to listen to Locked on Pelicans. It's free wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And we're here every single day. You know there's going to be a new show whatever time you listen consistency. Trust me, I've done a lot of shows, <laughs> a lot of shows. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Maybe I'll say it in tomorrow. I could probably look it up right now as I'm as I'm spinning the wheels here talking, but it's a lot of shows. I notice it's here every single day, unless I'm like sick or an emergency happens and things like that. I even tough it out when I am sick. You hear me on there. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I have done of Lockdown Pelicans, 1,456 shows. This is my 1,457th show we're here subscribe and if you want to be coming every day or tomorrow talking about Zion winning MVP following Joel Embiid's footsteps and Friday is what would happen if the Pelicans get the number one overall pick we're talking CJ McCollum right now though give you reasons why he's not going to be traded the, the, the off-court impact the locker room impact I think can be too great and you need a guy like that to try and get through to Zion and look two years ago now last year whatever you want to call it he got Zion back from Portland from working out at Nike facility early and kind of put pressure on him to to get back here and it worked. Clearly he's got some sway and some pull there. And when he plays with this team being healthy, he's the right player for the right role. The other reason they're not going to trade him is the salary. I don't think his contract's too bad. I don't think his contract's too bad. He signed an extension. He's going to make $35.8 million this year. I don't know if that's an easily tradable contract for a guy that'll be 32 during the season. Could be, you include up picks, but I'm not sure about that. But then things get a little bit better. As the salary cap is rising for the Pelicans, for the NBA, his contract starts to decrease. 2024, 2025, he's $33.3 million. After that, it's 30.6 in 25-26. Salary cap's going up, his contract's going down. Gives you more flexibility that you wouldn't get, maybe, with another player out there that you could trade him for. So when you factor in his salary, it's becomes kind of team-friendly and it's going to look a whole lot different under the new salary cap that we see in the NBA coming very, very soon. So I don't think the Pelicans want to move that because that final year of that at $30.6 million is maybe a very tradable contract for the production he could be giving you as a third option. And if they need to move him then, and I wouldn't be shocked if they did, I think that's where you start to get maximum value for a guy like CJ McCollum is age 33, 34 season, something like that. I mean that he can just be a spot up shooter at $30 million that does those things. You'll be fine. And teams will trade for that guy. I don't know if they would trade for him exactly right now at what he's making this coming year of $35.8 million. That $5 million difference is going to be a big deal in a couple of seasons. The other thing is, as I've talked about with trading Zion or Bi, the Pelicans are not looking to get back a worse player than CJ. Even if you included like two, three picks with him, show me a deal that makes sense. You know, Shea Gilgis Alexander isn't being traded. Any of the guys that you would really be targeting, other than maybe Trey uh, Trey Young, don't make a ton of sense. I don't even know if Trey Young makes a ton of sense, or if Atlanta would even do that deal for picks, given kind of the win now mode that they're in. So, I I struggle to find a trade that would truly, truly work, unless the Wizards wanted to blow it up and you trade for a guy like Bradley Beal. But is that really that much of an increase at this point in the season, uh, this point in his career, compared to just keeping a guy like CJ McCollum and the picks that you would have to give up? Again. Bradley Beale's awesome, but this isn't the Bradley Beal of like four years ago, right? He's missed a lot of games. He's dealt with a lot of injuries too. And it's kind of just been in a wasteland that is the Washington Wizards. And frankly, he's been shooting way worse from three than CJ McCollum has on lesser volume. I don't know if that's the type of move that you want to go out and try and make. And he's a very high usage rate guy. That, how does that fit in with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson? Those are the type of things you really need to factor in when we're looking at a trade for CJ. There aren't a ton of deals for those three big guys for the Pelicans that make a ton, a ton, a ton of sense. Big trade chip. I think if anything, is going to be Jonas Valanciunas and what they decide to do at the center position, which by the way, we did cover unlocked On Pelicans. Maybe if they want to go big, you go for Miles Turner. That could happen. Could be a cheap option at center too. But it's not going to be CJ McCollum. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Should the team trade him? Do you want to see him traded? Or do you think it's the right move to keep him and keep the picks that you would need to include in a deal with him and get rid of some future flexibility because of that? Or retain that future flexibility because of that? Keeping the picks equals more flexibility. And you'd have to trade him with picks. So you lose some of that too. Something to keep in mind with it. So tomorrow on Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day look at joe allen bead's mvp and how zion could follow a very similar path and as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter i'll be back with you all next time